0: Yeah, uh, hip-hop and jazz Uh, yeah, yeah, hip-hop and jazz Yeah, Uh uh-huh, what, what? i like fusion, slow grooving sounds that get the crowd moving. So for your amusement, we come to play a little Kenny G, a little Miles D, a little Sade. I get busy when I listen to Dizzy yeah. and relax when I hear Coltrane on sax. In fact, I feel my loneliness with keys from Thelonious. Yeah. Monk anytime, day or night, week or month. So don't try to front like it's something you don't want. This jazz music, y'all. Yeah, it's jazz music. i can play this group here all night long, cause it makes me want to make my feet. The rhythm's got me moving, grooving, all up in this song. Add a little hip-hop play that makes you want to listen to it all night long. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Backyard Barbecue Podcast. This is Eric Coolbreeze. I am your host. Thank you for tuning in. For all of you newcomers, I want to thank you in advance for tuning in to listen to a brand new show. I know that sometimes people have their favorite podcasts. I hope that if this is your first time listening to this podcast, that I too can become one of your favorite podcasters, one of your favorite creators, however you want to look at it. For those of you who are regular followers, thank you for continuing to follow me. I appreciate it. I appreciate all your words of encouragement, everything. If you would like to be a guest on the show. Um, If you're in the Chicagoland area, it's a little easier, or not even easier, I should say, but I can at least get you on the schedule for a live interview if that's what you're interested in. If you are not in the Chicagoland area, then we still have a way to get you in there. So I can also stream you in via any streaming app, book live or whatever. And I also have the capabilities of receiving phone calls straight into the line that I can pat you straight into the podcast. So just a few things to think about if that's what you want to do. Um, to fulfill any of those requests, you can submit me an email at CoolBreeze at com, and that word barbecue is spelled out the way that it's supposed to be in the full way so again that's cool breeze at com, and that is for questions comments concerns wants to be a guest on the show just some kudos all of it so moving right along today been Kind of up in the air on what I wanted to um, present. But one thing that I do want to say before we even get into the topic, hope this doesn't wind up going too long. I have found out that a lot of us out here are working for free. I'm still here. I just was giving you all a second to think about it. I've been working for free. You've been working for free. There's even probably some type of child labor laws involved in this thing because there have also been children that have been working for free and you have been assisting them. So what you talking about? I am talking about when we have been going to Walmart and Target and Home Depot and any other place on earth that has self-checkout lines now I'm going to use Walmart because they always got those commercials up that say we are slashing prices well I haven't seen one of those signs up in a while I don't know about your local Walmart neighborhood but I haven't seen a price slashing sign up for a while but what I will tell you is I would like to think of myself as a very intelligent human being and I'm not the best of math, but I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. And if you have been cutting employees to save money, then why haven't the prices gone down? Because if you now only employ, and also they've been cutting actual stores down, because I know here... In Illinois, there are, matter of fact, one, one of the more popular ones that is in the urban area, they have cut the, the entire store out. You know, I don't know why. It's not an old Walmart or anything. As matter of fact, just probably was built in the last, within the last 10 years. Apparently, it was not producing enough. That was the explanation that they gave to the county. But the county said that. It was one of their most busiest places. And apparently the revenue didn't correspond to what the statement that Walmart gave to them. But back to to uh, this free work. So we've been going to these self-checkout lines, right? And I've worked a few jobs. And even a job that I work now, that company is very... Man, when it comes to training, like, man, they top of the line. Matter of fact, it's even against the contract in the company for them to put you on a job without properly training you. So we go to the cash register and we ring up this stuff. So from the time that you start pressing the button, you've officially started working for free. So you press the button, you scan it. And then maybe you thought you had scanned something. You didn't scan and you put it in a card. You know, it wasn't intentional. I know some of y'all be out there doing the two for one, but we're not talking about y'all yet. <laughs> so then when you leave the store, then you got to show them your receipt. Now, I've always had a problem with showing those people at Walmart my receipt. You know, and I think that some of them, I ain't telling nobody to quit their job, but I think some of them are crazy for being the person that's asking for the receipt. I never show them my receipt on the way out. And whenever I go to Walmart, I always go when I got time. I never, I'm never there just to hurry up and go and run in there and get something. I always got time because this about to be a whole conversation once I get there and they ask me for my receipt. So I go out a lot. And I go, um, you know, when I go out to different, you know, lounges or clubs, they all have a sign or a little sticker in the window that says, you know, upon your entry, you might be subject to search, you know, and they'll tell you what you cannot have in that store. Now, I've seen the, the signs in the Walmarts, you know, some of them tell you, you know, hey, no concealed or no open carry. But what I have not seen is that a sign that says, hey, when you leave this store, you got to show your receipt. That's not a part of the rules and regulations to enter the store because I don't feel like showing you my receipt. First off, let's go to when you go to Walmart. So you go in Walmart, depending on what time of day you go, it might be crowded. So you circling the parking lot. This journey starts at 1 p.m. So you circle in the parking lot, you finally might get into the Walmart at 105, right? So now you go in, they may, if it was busy, they may or may not have any shopping carts. So, you know, depending on your age or how much stuff you got to get, you got to go and walk around, look for a shopping cart. So now it's 108. Then if it's a busy Walmart, the items, you know, that you're looking for, they might be in stock, they might not. So they're not in the stock because they, you know, nobody wants them nowadays. Having a job for too long is almost a sin. So you look for an associate, which is probably some young person now. You know, they got their headphones on. You really don't want to talk to them because you're like, they look like they don't know or nothing at. So you find, you know, somebody that looks like it, you know, tell you where the items are or if they have any more stock because you know, They might have some, but it's just not on the shelf because, again, nobody want to work. So then they go to the back. This whole just finding the item experience now is 125, right? So then you go to the checkout line and everybody's in the checkout line. Now, everybody's in the checkout line because they only have two registers open because they didn't fire all of the other cashiers. So you're definitely not about to wait in the extra long line with the people that got two shopping carts full of stuff. So you're like, okay, well, these people, most of these people only got 20 items or less. But we all about to go through the same thing. So I've never been to Walmart or any other place that has a self-checkout line where it was just smooth. It's always a hang up with something with the computer. But there's only one person to help you out. You know, with it's 15 and it's one person to help you out. So they eliminated 15 cashiers. They got two that's still working right now and one that's checking. And that might still be the person that's still the receipt checker and the person to help you out at the self-checkout. So you get up there, you scan scanning all this stuff. And again, you know, at the place where I work at, if let's just say if a a management person is doing something that is labor-intended, It's immediately a grievance. You shouldn't be working, you know. That's how I feel like Walmart should be. I shouldn't be going to Walmart, you know, and working. You know, then you have your kids. Here, baby, just put that on the counter, scan that. No, don't keep doing it, your baby. Because they like the little sound. They done scanned them what was already probably expensive about 13 times. Now you got to call a lady over there. Oh, my baby, you know, she scanned it too many times. Can you take this off? So... This is the only time that Walmart is working for you, right? They got to come and take, take the stuff out for you. Then you leave and after standing, because now it's 150, you know. And now this older person that they have at the door <laughs> that's literally checking every single item on everybody's receipt. Now you got to wait for the 20 people that was already ahead of you to get past the one older person that might not be able to see that good anyway. And no, you know, hey, no knock to the older people because one day I'm gonna be old and I'm probably not gonna be able to see either, but it just is what it is in this conversation, okay? Walmart ain't right for having them up there doing that job. So now you gotta wait for them to to mark off with the magic marker you know, every single item with the 20 people that were already ahead of you. Now, don't forget, in most Walmarts, you got two entrances, right? You got one on the right, one on the left, or north and the south, or east and the west, however the building is set up, right? So depending on what interest you came in, you might need to go out the same interest. But if you were in the grocery section that was all the way to the left and you went through the self-checkout down there, now you got to walk all the way over to the general merchandise exit, which is on the other end. And that's the same end that you just got done ringing, ringing your stuff out at. So not only do you have the 20 people that was ahead of you in the self checkout line on your side of the building, but you also have the 10 or 15 people that's coming from the produce department that got just as much stuff as the other 20 people ahead of you. So you're waiting for all these people to get done scanning and this nice Elderly person, they are doing their job to the T. I mean, they checking and checking. They checking the list twice, and you look like you naughty, so they don't call the police. (laughs) So, all of this, now it's two o'clock. You came in there for two items. It's two o'clock. Got to drop, got to get home to get the kids. It's rush hour, afternoon traffic. You're running late. Still in all, the question is, why are we working for Walmart for free? Why didn't Walmart have people? Because when it comes to time and resources, you're supposed to be doing stuff that makes it easier for your customers. Me waiting for you all to do your job is not helping me. So I had got on a little rant. I didn't even mean to be on that long, but it just makes me upset when I go to Walmart. Walmart and have to go through that. And like I said, it's not just Walmart. It's Walmart, Sam's Club. Well, Sam's Club is Walmart. What I say? Target, Home Depot, all of these stores, you know, and none of these stores are giving you any additional discount. I want to see on the receipt where it says that, hey, it need to be a lack of employee section that says, you know, you say this amount because we fired Keisha, them. you know, the Keisha and them line of the receipt. And that's to show the money that you saved from getting rid of Keisha and having me to work for free. Because this got to be some type of like class action lawsuit. You know, like they got all of us working. It ain't just It ain't just in one particular state. They got all of us working. And we're not getting paid. We don't have any training on it. You get mad because I didn't, Ring up all the stuff correctly. You want to take me to jail because your piece of machinery did not work right. And I thought that I scanned it twice, but it didn't ring up twice. And so now I was stealing. Well, guess what? I wouldn't even be in this predicament had you had somebody at the register that you trained on how to use your equipment. Why am I at fault for that? You know. I didn't get an employee manual. I didn't get SOP about scanning these products, SOP standard operating procedure. I didn't get any of that, sir or ma'am, of Walmart. And why am I just picking on Walmart? Because Walmart is one of the biggest ones. You know, one of the biggest ones. And if you all are making all of this money, and again, I haven't seen a sign to say y'all slashing prices in a very long time. So that just makes it seem like you're monopolizing this thing, you know, by not hiring people, you know, you make a lot of money in these urban areas and stores like that, major chains, they're supposed to be good for the neighborhoods because they hire in host of hiring more employees to better the neighborhood. You know, that's why they give you all the good tax incentives that they give you. You know, you're not paying the regular taxes that the other small businesses are paying. So where's the kickback to your customers? You know, I don't know if there's anybody from Walmart Corp that's listening to this, but on the behalf of the people, we got questions and we want some answers. Walmart. Target, Home Depot, and anybody else that got self-checkout lines that we got to wait for. I just think that Walmart is the only one that you got to show your receipt for, you know, because of the sign that they don't have in the front. Very interesting. And, you know, that's why we, you know, sometimes got to be thinking a little different about stuff. And, you know, one, one thing that I'm big on, we own two businesses, and they're small businesses, but they the local people from the village, when they have their elections, they always want to come and put their signs up in the window and stuff. And I have no problem with supporting, you know, your campaign if your campaign is about something. But when there are issues that involve the neighborhood, it comes down on that lower level. Those people that want you to put their signs in A- hey, Punch 152 for me, you know? I I don't even know who you are, you know? And those are the people that have some say-so in the type of businesses that come into the area. A lot of people don't get involved in the smaller elections within their local government, but I'm here to tell you that's probably the most important one. That's where you can actually see some results because these major elections like your, you know, president elections, senators, all of those people most of the time have worked their way all the way up to the top from that point. But they don't have any involvement in the day-to-day, month to month operations of these little townships, smaller cities. That's where your aldermen come into place, your congressmen, sheriff departments. All of these people that you don't vote for when it's time, these are the people that are responsible for who is being brought into your local neighborhood. You know, what type of businesses are being brought in, what they're what are they going to be using the land for? You know, all of these things that you, we complain about later on are all things that are still really in our control. So, you know, think about that. Um Think about the next time you somebody ac- asks you to put a sign in your yard. Well, what exactly, you know, is your campaign about? You know, because we all know politics, especially the larger of the position it is. We listen to the arguments of these people, but these are just things, you know, that they quote unquote hope that they can get done or will just be all the way transparent. Some of them have no intentions on doing none of that stuff, you know. So, But a consistent track record, if you have your alderman that turned into or your councilperson that turned into the alderman and then the alderman turned a senator, then you have something to go off of. You know, their reputation would precede themselves. So if they didn't do what they said that they was going to do as a council person, as an alderman, then you have good reason to know that they're probably not going to do what they need to do with their, as a senator. And that means that you don't have to put your vote in for that person because they haven't proven it to you. And so, and again, this affects the type of jobs that we have in the communities. And, of course, with no jobs in the community, then what happens as a result? The crime rate goes up. Crime rate goes up. You know, body count goes up. And because people are trying to survive, you can't even go to a younger person and start talking to them about getting a job in a place that don't have any jobs. If they don't have a car, you know, Ubering or taking the bus is not the language of the new generation. You know, maybe Uber, but definitely not the bus. You know, I grew up on the bus on the south side of Chicago. My father, we had a car, and he would still wait until the weather was at its worst, and then we had to, me and him, had to get on the bus, you know. And he said, "Hey, you need to learn how to take the bus, and you need to be able to appreciate having a car." And although it was crazy at the time that that was happening, but to this day, I can get anywhere probably in this state by means of public transportation, whether it be the metro train, the bus. CTA train, I can get around and I can get around very quickly. (laughs) So, yeah, but again, different generation. So, um, in terms of these uh, politicians and stuff, you know, Hey, let's go down and you see these people in your neighborhoods, go down there and, you know, ask them about what's going on with these companies and who they, who are they entertaining? Giving permits to, you know, and most most villages and cities they have meetings where they discuss. It's open to the neighborhood where they dis- where ah tongue twist, where they discuss who they're going to let in or who has applied for a permit, business license in that area, and you have the right to say what you want to say about it. You know, and whether that's a big something company that's big or a smaller one, you know, you do have a voice in that. So I didn't spend the whole podcast talking about Walmart and them self checkout lines, but that's cool though because I just wanted to give y'all something to think about because I know I, ain't, I you know, I just signed up to go work at Walmart for free, and I don't know, maybe we can start telling them that they need to open up some lines. I don't, you know. We don't feel comfortable ranking up our own stuff because we always got to go through a hassle when we get to the end. You know, I, you know, I ain't telling nobody to start no revolution or anything, but it's something to think about. So I'm it on up since I spent all y'all time talking about Walmart, and I will see you all in the next couple of episodes. All right, y'all have a good week. Peace.